This is The Real Magic Podcast. Learn about great design and use it to get great results. Now your hosts, Greg Merrilies and Alan Nunez. Hello, listener, and thank you for joining Alan and I today for The Real Magic Design Podcast, where we unpack our experience to help designers and business owners understand how to create amazing design to work together to make design that is profitable. I'm Greg from Studio One Design, and here's my awesome co-host, Alan from Pixel Partners HQ. How are you, mate? Mate, I am fantastic, and I'm so excited to be back for the second half of JD's episode. I know the listener's been eagerly waiting for this. Greg, what do you think? Should we get straight into it? Yeah, I think we should. Yeah, thanks thanks for coming back, listener, because there are some amazing uh, dad jokes from JD, and he's got a really good one about, uh, what's her name? Reese, Reese... Uh no, it was uh, with a with a something. <laughs> you gotta listen. All right, let's get him in. Yeah. So, what's your process for getting people in a room through Facebook? Look, essentially, the creative of the advertising uh, on Facebook is the be all and end all. That's what it is. If we can get them to a landing page, which is the registration page, we uh, get a what is it? The conversion rate at the moment when we get them through to the landing page is running at about one in four. So four people who come onto the landing page and look what's going to be told at the seminar and what they're going to learn, one out of four will register. Now, that's not strictly true because some people do leave, come back, leave, come back. So those figures can be distorted a little bit. And so therefore, you know, we've got to get 200 people to visit the landing page in order to get 50 of them to sign up. And it really comes down to, and the reason we've been able to lower the cost per registration is because we've been experimenting with a whole bunch of different ads, and it comes down to the creative. So for example, the ad that's working for me at the moment is one where uh, a third of the graphic on the Facebook ad has got my ugly mug, and the other side of it has a, a ghosted image of, you know, quite a number of people in the room. So uh, you know, it always amazes me when people are advertising the restaurant, they show empty tables and chairs. Like, why would I go there? No one else has. Uh, so <laughs> if, yeah. if you're going to, I keep on saying to these people, do, do you think Disneyland would show a picture of an empty main street leading up to the castle on their website? I don't think so, right? So therefore we show a morphed photo of, you know, lots of people in front of me in the room. And then over that, it says, this guy got 812,000 leads for one business in seven days. How would you like to learn how to do the same thing? Now, that has worked like a dream because who wouldn't like to learn? Case study. Yeah. And that was a new idea, magazine promotion. We got 812,000 phone calls in one week. So it's absolutely the truth. And at the event, I show them how that was done. So you've got to tease them. to. It's exactly what we're talking about with general Facebook ads when I was talking about the ugliest back fence. I mean, I've got on my screen at the moment, I wish I could just show you, half a dozen that we put together in the last fortnight. One is for a childcare centre. And it's a picture of yummy mummies with their little children at the childcare centre. And it says, imagine winning a family holiday to the happiest place on earth, Disneyland. What does every mum want to, where does every mum want to take their child, of course? Disneyland. So it says, the bold heading underneath the picture of the kids in the childcare centre with their mums, if you're the parent of one or more toddlers, just answer three simple survey questions and get a free entry into our family Disneyland giveaway. Who's not going to click that? They click it and they go through. Yeah. And of course, the questions are all about childcare centres. We have one at the moment for an eco-nappy company. 
and they're interested in mums with little babies, of course. So therefore, with you know, Facebook's lookalike audiences, we can easily find them because every mum puts in their profile the fact that they've got a little baby, and it's a gorgeous, gorgeous photo of a baby. And basically, on you know, the twenty percent text ruling on that Facebook ad, we've got is your baby irresistibly adorable? And then underneath that, win a thousand dollars worth of baby products and nappies. Just post a photo of your bundle of joy to this particular page. Well, guess what? It makes them glow in the dark. Mm. It makes them glow in the dark. And when they enter that contest and put a photo of even their ugly baby in there because everyone thinks it's beautiful, guess what? We've got their details to sell nappies. (laughs) And this is the thing, you know, these are traditional bricks and mortar style businesses that we're talking about here, right? And we're all having a little bit of a giggle when we talk about this stuff, but... There is a value of blending old world, old school, and that's not saying you're old world, uh, JD. By the way, um, <laughs> but- thank you, thank you very, thank thank you very much, you young whippersnapper. Listen, I can hear the uh, retirement village bell going for your lunch, so we'll have to wrap this up yeah, soon. No, no, <laughs> and, and, it, and it's terrific today because we're playing this new game. I don't know whether you've ever heard of it. Apparently at morning tea time we're going to be having some scones and this thing called snakes and ladders. I don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, look, but, you know... You're still doing live events. You're encouraging people to be clever with their advertising. You've got this two-step process when you are doing it online, but there is a, there's a physical product or physical service aspect to all this stuff. But I think one of the most important things is that whenever you're asking for something from a customer or you're leading to selling them something, you're trying to provide value. You know, if I see another ad on Facebook that offers to double my whatever it is as a business owner, you know, your your seminar is a very specific example and it is really out there you know because as a small business owner i can i can look at that and go well you know what i, I don't actually want eight hundred and twelve thousand leads mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Or, or was it eighty one thousand? No, no, it no, doesn't no, matter no, it it's eight hundred seriously it was eight hundred and twelve thousand leads and it, I, i've yeah. actually seen the i've actually seen mm-hmm. the ad jd mm-hmm. thanks for spamming me <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah you know eight hundred twelve thousand, right but if i could get a fraction of that i'd be happy mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. and it and it it potentially excites me, and and the thing is, you can do this without even being an ad necessarily. You can prime your customers. You know, you can have things like a podcast. Yep. You can deliver high value blog content. I mean, Greg and I were talking before the episode about one of Greg's businesses, and all they do is deliver blog content, and the business is growing and growing and growing to a point where. You know, it's become its own entity and has to to operate independently of everything else that they're doing. Wow. You know, you run your podcast, mm-hmm. JD. We run our podcast. We're delivering value, but we also have now have the ability to you know seed ideas, tell people about our offerings, and and there's a level of of trust there. So yeah. look, I, I love all this stuff that we talk about, and we probably should get you on more more often than once mm. every three years, JD. Maybe but, yeah, uh, maybe once every two years uh, would be. Yeah. yeah, that might that yeah. might work. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, on that note, how is your, your podcast going? Uh, pretty good, mate. Look, Greg Kasser uh, and myself, he's actually moving into the Amazon field. Greg is probably one of the smartest, as the three of us know. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say this to his face. I don't think I've ever said anything nice to him at all. Um, <laughs> so yeah, our podcasts are a little different, as Greg knows, because he's been a guest. Uh, whereas, you know, Alan and you, Greg, are quite nice to each other. Uh, in our podcast, it's just a sledge fest. And uh, normally it's it's called sales for Profit.com. I might as well throw the plug in, but the whole idea is marketing advice. And uh, I keep on saying to him that it's not a fair partnership. I'm obviously going to have more 
ideas because I'm taller than him. So therefore, there's room for more ideas. And Greg just reminds me of a carny. Uh, they're small people. They just scare me. Um, <laughs> but, but he contributes. Let's put it this way. Alan, I, he doesn't contribute a lot into the uh, podcast, but I just want to do the right thing. So that's why I keep him involved. <laughs> that is terrible. <laughs> G'day, Greg. Good to see you. Greg and is... little, little known fact, we actually share a podcast editor. So hi, Jace, again, <laughs> from Sonic Podcaster. He's going to have a good laugh at this because he edits both our podcasts. Mm. Alan, one, one thing I want to just throw in here, maybe, only because it's on my screen, and it'd be, um, it'd be really frustrating for if I didn't throw it in, but we've uh, had recently like, like a smash hit with a Facebook campaign for an online pet food company. So they're selling, you know, dogs and cats and birds and this and the other, pet food. And uh, so we just did the photo thing with him. And it's a, a, a graphic of a beautiful, the cutest little puppy dog you've ever seen. And even, you know, like women go nuts over puppy dogs. You know what it's like. They're, oh, isn't that good? Well, even um, I've seen men go nuts over this photo. It's the cutest little puppy you've ever seen. And next to it, inside the 20% text ruling, it says on that photo, is your pet adorable? And then underneath it, the bold heading that comes underneath the graphics we all see what the Facebook ad says. Just win $1,000 with a pet food delivered to your door. It's the cutest pet in the world photo contest. So obviously, yes, there is a familiarity with this whole system. But guess what? Everyone, again, it's same old story. If you've got an ugly baby, you don't think it's ugly. You think it's cute. If you've got an ugly dog or cat, you think it's cute. So therefore, it has been swamped with entries of photos of their... And, you know, obviously, we wouldn't do a parakeet or a budgie because they all look the same. But with dogs and cats, obviously, there's cute ones and not so cute ones. What does it do? It just flushes out every... Who does the online pet food company want to talk to? Someone with a pet. And this just makes them glow in the dark. It's so, so simple if you get it right. Mate, I love your your ideas, JD. And they're just so smart. But you do have a system for it, which is the Wheel of Wow, yeah? And can you just sort of briefly talk about the Wheel of Wow and, and what's it made up of? Yeah, good, mate. Look, and, and it's just five steps, mate, because, uh, again, the three of us are, have probably been to too many seminars where the speaker scares the crap out of you in the beginning of the speech because he says, I've got a 29-step system, and you go, oh, kill me. Just kill me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is five steps. I've made it really, really simple. It's number one, uh, identify your most profitable audience and then just look for more people who look like them. So that's pretty simple. If you're looking for rich people who drive a BMW and they're earning more than half a million dollars a year, well, they're the people that you want to make sure that you zero all of your advertising efforts towards. So number one, find uh, or determine your most profitable audience and then look for more people who look like them. Number two, create a wow factor. And that's all about taking their eyes off the price. And, you know, the best example of that is mcdonald's happy meal toys so therefore i just say to people if you don't have an organic wow factor like you know you're the only rubik's cube in town then you better find an organic it's like an artificial wow factor and if i was a hardware store and i thought i was going to beat bunnings on price then i'm an idiot so unless my wheelbarrow lights up in the dark so it's an organic wow factor what i should do to take on bunnings is say buy your wheelbarrow from me this weekend and i'll give you a free shovel Okay, I'll give you a free spade with the wheelbarrow. That's the Happy Meal toy, which is what we call an artificial wow factor. So that's number two, wow factor. Number three is problem solution. So that's the headache tablet thing I told you about there. Make sure they understand their problem in your headline and then provide them with the solution, which as you know, building websites, guys, hardly anyone until they come into your world absolutely has up on the headline of the first panel yep. on their website a problem and solution nuts but they don't do it they just put the name of their business well that's going to excite me and then mm-hmm. number four fix your website and 
that's something that you guys would be singing from the same hymn book, and that is you need to have a direct response website, not a website. And then number five is um, repetitive trade. You want to get people to come back regularly, and the only way you can do that, of course, is collect data. And once you've done that, of course, then you can you know put them on remarketing or you can put them on some sort of repetitive trade system where they've got a loyalty program. And the best example of that, as boring and as old-fashioned as it is, is the local coffee shop that basically you get a stamp on your little you know card, and then when you get nine stamps, you get the tenth coffee for free. You get the tent you get a coffee for free so it's really something that nobody does it's crazy and the reason that people don't have a loyalty scheme uh, is because they've never collected data and and just to finish on that i know i've been a bit of a bloody you know machine gun but i want to get this out for you quickly because i know you got that's stuff good there. The, the, the thing is is that you can walk into any offline business today and no one will ask you for your contact date. Walk into Bunnings, they don't care who you are. Woolworths and Coles don't care who you are. Michelle's Patisserie, Baker's Delight. I can go on and on. Any restaurant in Australia except the Lobster Cave in Beaumaris, you can walk in and spend $200 tonight and they will never, ever have the chance to send you an SMS to tell you that the you know the, the MasterChef dessert from the Belgium TV show will be yours for free tonight if you come in with your wife and have dinner. They can't do any of that. Indeed, it gets so stupid that 80,000 people were at the State of Origin game recently, uh, New South Wales versus Queensland in the Rugby League, and the Rugby League don't know who came. Ticker Tech do, but the Rugby League is run by too many people that played Rugby League, so they have no clue about collecting data. Can you imagine the amount of T-shirts and caps they could be selling the day after the game? Mm, yeah, exactly. it, it, and the reason, yeah. I'm, the reason I'm sounding exasperated because it absolutely blows me away. I cannot believe it. And do you know, I can stand in front of 100 restaurant owners and I can tell them the Bo Morris lobster cave story and they will listen they'll nod their heads and i'll tell them just go home and get on your photostat machine and run off these little entry forms name email phone number and i'm telling you unless they join my program and get a kick up the bum from me all the time no one would it's the simplest idea in the world to steal and they nod their heads and go yeah we've got to do that guess what they get back to the operational minded things the next day and they never do it yeah look i actually tried that approach with my hairdresser you know we're talking about what we do and blah 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 and i said you know you're collecting data and he said no i said hey, why don't you just run a little competition win a free haircut or something just give us your email and blah 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 and he, he was so excited about it and then i've you know i've been there a few times since and he's never done it no but, um, no no yeah no it's a, and isn't it frustrating for the three of us because we know everything and we're very and we're very humble we're very humble about it that you you hand you hand out this stuff which to us is pretty much just our daily life but to them it should be gold and it's free mm. it's free it's not like you've actually charged it like it's pretty yeah. it's pretty basic just collect data and then you can sell a bucket load of more things to these people the, the thing is is that when you mention to them uh, Foxtel or Netflix or any of these subscription programs and then you highlight to them is there a time that they upsell you to the next program, which will include the World Cup soccer or whatever it might be? And they go, yeah. I said, do you understand why they can do that? Uh, no. Well, it's because they've got your details. You're not invisible. Oh, okay. So we should do that. Yes, moron, you should. <laughs> oh, moron, I love it. And JD, I mean, to me, one of the key things on your five-step process, I mean, they're all key, but the thing that makes unique to you is the fact that you give businesses ideas on how to manufacture a wow factor, right? And, mm. you know, to me, that's unique to you. And so what's your process for coming up with wow factors? Do you draw on previous ideas um, or, you know, do you have a process around creating the wow factor? 
Yeah, good question, mate. Alan, not that your questions were bad, but that's a good question, Greg. Oh, I get what you're saying, and, and I'm just having quietly having a little cry here <laughs> in the background. <laughs> Alan's having his sissy fit, yeah. Uh, yeah, look, mate, but it is a good question because uh, people do say to me, oh, okay, well, what we'll do is that, you know, we'll actually give them an extra piece of that product, whatever it might be. I went, no, 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 no. If I was running the Cadbury marketing, yeah, instead of putting 20% extra on the crunchy bar, because we're all fat enough for God's sake, so therefore let's not do that. Let's get them to collect 10 or 15 or 20 whatever it is wrappers, and then they'll get a double pass to the movies, okay? And my view is I'm a member of ADMA, the, the acronym ADMA, which is the Australian Direct Marketing Association. And whenever they hold their Logie Awards, uh, the ones that normally win for the most successful sales increases, forget about creativity, are ones where the bonus has got nothing at all to do with the product. So the big success, for example, that, that McDonald's has had, what's a toy got to do with a hamburger? Now, if McDonald's thought that giving away more product would have been the go, they would have put two bags of chips or fries in with that hamburger. No, they put a toy in because they wanted to take advantage of pester power. Now, I particularly know the McDonald's one because I'm good friends with Creator Promotion, which is the company that devised the Happy Meal all those years ago because they used me to come up with a few Macca's things over time. So when we were selling the home loans for the Greater Building Society, which... Um, uh, was like wildly successful. All we did there was that we just took away the honeymoon rate, the 1% honeymoon rate, because they thought that was a wow factor. I said, no, 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 look, that's just giving away money. And what you're doing is selling money. So what we need to do is you give me that 1%, which on a half a million dollar loan for the first year would be five grand. I'll give that to a wholesale travel company that will give you a $10,000 holiday for that. And so it's cost neutral to change your entire marketing psychology from, oh, come to the Greater Building Society because we got a 1% honeymoon rate for the first year, which every bank has. So it comes back to what Alan was talking about then being the un, the unusual of your industry. And they just transferred that 1% into a free holiday. We came out on TV and online, everywhere else and said, swap your home loan from those nasty banks that are charging you for fees and doing all this rubbish. They don't treat you like a customer. They treat you like a number. Come across to the Greater and we'll give you a free holiday to Fiji or Hawaii or around the world, depending upon on the you know, size of your home, that just melted their switchboard, melted it. So my view is, is that when you're thinking of a wow factor, think of your car target audience and think of what their desires are outside your product. Do not go down the path of buy three, get the fourth one for free. Go down the right. path of creating interest in a value add that really they'd be interested in. So if it happened to be tradesmen that you're after, there's a good chance that you would excite them by saying if you spend a certain amount of money, you get a point for every $1,000 that you spend. And if you you know save up three points, we'll give you a carton of Crown Lager. Now, a carton of Crown Lager, Lager sorry, will not suit a day spa, but it will suit a tradesman. Yeah, cool. So, all right. So for you, your process would be to get to know the customer and their audience and then help them manufacture a wow factor around what they want outside of the product. You got it. And, and look, there's three big yeah. ones. There's three big ones, Greg, that never fail, pretty much all, all, both sexes and all ages, and that is holidays. I mean, because if I just, uh, if you said to me, JD, if you buy a certain yeah. amount of this, I'll give you a plasma. Okay, look, I've got three plasmas. Oh, well, we'll give you a refrigerator. I've already got two refrigerators. I'll give you a lawnmower. I've got a lawnmower. But if I just got off the plane and came back from Fiji and you're at the bottom of the stairs and said, JD, uh, JD I'd like to give you another trip to Fiji. I'll give you a man hug and run back up those stairs and go back to Fiji. You can't get enough holidays. Uh, the other thing that you can't get enough of is uh, fuel discounts. And so therefore, fuel discounts are always a winner. That's why Woolworths and Coles have run with them for so many years. And the other thing, which is what I just mentioned there, it's obviously an over-18 product, but it's 
going to be alcohol. So therefore, there's not too many people out there, they won't admit it, but there's not too many people out there that wouldn't like a couple of bottles of wine or a carton of beer, uh, depending upon their sex. And I find that if I've got a client that just can't think of what the wow factor would be for their business, I tend to come back to things like a weekend away. Yeah, nice. And you know, I think it's underestimated as well, the power of giving away a holiday. I mean, everybody just loves to, to, to get away. Listen, JD, it has been awesome having you on the episode and you can tell by the way i'm talking we're going to kick you off in a minute but i would love yeah one of my favorite things is to have hear your what could what, how can i say it you know your, your dad jokes or maybe like a a politically incorrect story that you tell you know and, and i'm sure our listener would have a laugh What's one that uh, hasn't gone down? Like, what's one of your little stories that hasn't gone down well at a live event or with a customer recently? Well, let me say this, Al, is that uh, at the events these days, I normally kick off by saying to, and there's normally you know, 90 or 100 people in the room, I say, look, let me say to you that this seminar that you've come to, which they're three hours now, we do six o'clock to nine o'clock at night time. And I just say that this is going to be uh, reasonably politically incorrect. Okay, so therefore, I'm not doing that to hurt anybody's feelings. It's just that I believe that if you've taken three hours away from home and away or neighbours, then I need to make this enter training, not just training, but enter training. And my style is going to be cheeky, Paul Hogan, you know, Steve Irwin style. So it's going to be a bit of fun. And uh, I'm going to criticise tall people, short people, fat people, thin people, Australians, Koreans, Canadians, Americans, English, and on I go, right? So therefore, if you are politically correct or you're sensitive and you don't have a sense of humour, leave now. (laughs) And no one's ever left because they know it's just a bit of a joke. I'm trying to make the damn thing interesting instead of boring because most of the seminars that I've been to, and I'm sure you guys would agree, are boring. Uh, So ours is anything but boring. If I do say so myself, I'm a bit boastful about that. Most people come up and pat us on the back and go, you know what, whether they buy or not my program, they say that was the best thing we've ever been. Thank you very much. It was very educational, but we had a lot of fun at the same time. But I must say that I have come undone once or twice because although I've precluded everything with that. Some people do walk in five or ten minutes late, and uh, this guy might have been one of them because uh, he didn't quite understand that it's a joke and it was sarcasm. But I did say when I was coming to the cell of my program, look, there's a rule that we have here, and that is is that um, we don't allow people to join if they're short. I said there's a thing I've got about short people. They remind me of carnies, and normally they've got six fingers, and you know they're just. Just you don't want to hang around with them, you know, and so therefore, then I go on to say, and also, if you're a woman, we do have some rules here. We do not take on any Esmes, Beryls, or Daphnes, and the, re- <laughs> the reason is, is because if you ever met an interesting Beryl, Daphne. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or Esme. And I do this with a straight face, of course. Now, 99% of the room uh, 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 you know, laughing. This guy comes up to me at the break when we're doing the cell and he goes, uh, mate, I've I got a bit of a problem. And I said, what's that? He said, look, I want to join this WOW Marketing Academy program. I really need it. My wife, she's not here today, but uh, she, she'll be coming along to all the events and everything. She's only five foot two tall, right? <laughs> And I said to him, oh, mate, look, leave it. Well, I'm thinking that he's taking the you-know-what out of me, but I just said to him, he was serious. I said, oh, look, I think we can make an exception, okay. He goes, no, no, it gets worse. I said, what's that? He said, her name's Daphne. Name's Beryl. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. <laughs> ah, JD, you're a cracker, yeah. mate. Well, look, yeah, we're going to have to beat you off, but thank you so much. You've not only, you know, entertained us, but you've shared some really valuable knowledge bombs, and we really appreciate that, and we're sure the listener does as well. So, do you have just one more piece of killer advice, or a ninja tip, or a tool, or something to help our listeners with their 
marketing for their small business. This will sound self-serving for the three of us, but you know what? Uh, it is the truth, and that is, you know, hang around the right people. And I, I find that uh, with the six Gen Y kids that I've got, the 20 and 22-year-old are probably not not listening to me at the moment because they're still in that university nightclub mode. But the mm-hmm. the one that's uh, 30, who's married, has a mortgage, and has two little babies, then yeah, he's starting to you know say to me when we get together for a barbecue. Dad, that edict that you have in terms of hanging around the right people, boy, that's true. Now, he's an accountant. He's got his own little accountancy business, and he realises now he needs to hang around creative people with logic in order to build his business because accountants, generally speaking, as you know, are pretty conservative. And that's the advice I'd give everyone, and and that is, is that hang around people with not just ideas but with ideas with logic and you know you guys uh, I know are very creative in what you do and everything you do it's done with rationale behind it Uh, and that's the same with me no one could ever argue that ah look you're just one of those ponytail creatives with a black t-shirt and Doc Martens I mean the ideas that come thick and fast but they don't don't make any sense well that's silly you don't don't want to hang around those people but you want to hang around people who are creative and let's say a bit of fun but at the same time you know have logic and that's really really important and before i leave i've got to give you one thing mate i've got to say i I just heard on the news this morning did you hear it that was terrible and i'm being serious for a moment and again this shows you not to hang around with these sorts of people that hollywood star overnight uh, was knifed in the middle of beverly hills or somewhere reese what's her name reese with a spoon no no with a knife (laughs) (laughs) and that's why we love having you on uh, jd (laughs) Listener, I would highly recommend that you go out, uh, you go and check out JD's uh, podcast, which is salesforprofit.com. Uh, and, you know, JD has got lots of great value offerings. Doesn't matter if you're a you know, medium to large business or, or a small business or a solopreneur. You can check out more of, of JD's work at theinstituteofwow.com. And as mentioned earlier in the podcast, the wowmarketingacademy.com.au. JD is is there a particular way that people can reach out and get in touch with you easily? Yeah, sure, mate. And by that last one, mate, it's not the, so it's theinstituteofwow.com, yeah. but then the actual program I've got for the $1,400 a month, that's wowmarketingacademy.com.au. And, uh, Greg, if you could probably in the next podcast that we do in 2021, if you could take over Al's role with that because he's just screwing <laughs> up, mate, seriously. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll work on it for yeah, you. But look, it. if anyone wants to uh, contact me, uh, you know, individually, yeah, look, just uh, we're not too precious about this. I'll send them to an info at, you know, forget all that. It's john at the institute of wow.com. John at the institute of wow. And there's a guy that works with me called John that'll pass that on to me about six months later. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Well, JD, thank you so much, buddy. It's been awesome having you on the Real Magic Podcast again. My pleasure, guys. Thank you for having me. And boy, have I been had. <laughs> Thanks, JD. Thanks, listener. We'll join you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Real Magic Podcast. Hear more at therealmagic.com.